What's the plot? This is Sean. And this is Mandy. And how are you doing? I'm good. Sinuses are raggedy, but I'm good. All right. How about yourself? I'm good. Good. You ready for some podding today? Sure. All right. This is episode three of What's the Plot? And we're also going to be covering episode three of The Witcher. Mm Mm-hmm. Doing this episode. Titled uh, Betrayer Moon. And per usual, we're going to go scene by scene. And we're mm-hmm. going to break some stuff down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, mm-hmm. or if you just have some input, just call, or they have the little button on Anchor that you can hit the little thing on. So, it like incorporates it, so people can like be interactive. So, oh, okay. you can leave a message, or whatever, or just... What they leave a message stuff. for? If they have some input on this. Cause oh, that's what you're saying. As far okay. as this series goes. I thought you said if they hadn't seen it, leave a message. I was going to say oh, for no. what? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah. Uh, have you been watching anything? I mean, week has gone by. I have. Um, so I'm still doing my rewatch of uh, House, which mm-hmm. he's getting on my nerves a lot more than he used to in the past. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. he does way too much. Um, and then... Lost in Space. I think we only watched like two episodes. <laughs> yeah. And then Jack Ryan. We started watching Jack Ryan. What I would say is they're both pretty uh, interesting. I mean, House is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's come out and it's gone, but mm-hmm. Lost in Space, is, it seems pretty different, pretty interesting. So House is an amazing series. Yeah. my fav- One of my favorite series anyway. I can say in the later years, mm-hmm. I think we'll... I think we should have a subject about that one of these days. What house? About your theory about relationships and shows, but we're not going to get to it much of a juice away. We'll mm-hmm. make that a podcast because mm-hmm. that's worth the conversation because we need to break that down. Yeah, because I'm, I'm tired of it, but it is what it is. So, um, is there anything that you would like to watch? I don't know what I would like to watch at this point. I might rewatch Blade. I just found the other day, I was talking about my coworkers, it's a movie, right? And I've been mm-hmm. telling you about it for like a couple years now. Mm-hmm. It's where these kids are like this uh, lake or something that go around and they ask people do they have eggs that they can ball I think I know I, I know what you're talking about but I don't know the name of the movie though. bam found it the other day what's it called funny games I don't know if I've ever heard funny games the the the, the synopsis or whatever sounds familiar but I don't know if I've ever known it by the like the name right it's called funny games it's real weird mm-hmm. uh when I seen a clip from it, I'm like, it's kind of dated, but you mm-hmm. know what? I want to see it again. It's, Some of the dated stuff is fun to watch, though. It, it, yeah. Some of this newer stuff is like, eh. Yeah, so. But um, that's, as far as me that looking at that, I mean, they had that on Voodoo for free to watch, if anybody's interested in watching that, to see what I'm talking about. It's called Funny Games. It came out 2000, the end of 2007, 2008. IMDB has it on. Like, oh, so that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was about... 13 years or something like yeah 13 years ago so it's mm-hmm. been a little minute um i mean of course i'm watching jack ryan with you mm-hmm. i haven't watched glow this past week mm-hmm. i already finished my last year my watch at the office and i looked at it the other the other day and i was like i can't restart it too it's too early but <laughs> when you're doing the summertime i don't know man but <laughs> it's not a lot on tv that i be wanting to watch and i'm just waiting on like the other things that we watch Apart, but you know, my guilty pleasure is a uh, life after lockup. Now, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say catfish. <laughs> no, 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 I like catfish too. But 
okay. life after lockup. Life after lockup is just those people make me depressed. It's pretty funny though. It's a lot. Scripted, it, scripted reality TV. Some of them. I mean, I know what you mean by scripted, but some of them, those are real problems. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, people's problems are fun, but it's, it makes for good television. Clint and Tracy need help. Like I feel like their problems are real. Oh, we gonna get into that one of these podcasts. And they need a lot of help. One of these but. podcasts, but yeah. but you ready to jump on into this? Uh, episode no, three. but I would like to talk about things I would like to watch. Go ahead then, because I thought you said something about you. No, let me just skip right over me. It's okay. I, I'm a bad um, So I have Dracula on here, of course. Oh. Um, I have you, Dracula, which is on Netflix. Right. So is you. I added a new show to my list. It's called Wool Assassins. And it's also on Netflix. It's about some, they're Asian, of Asian descent, of course. And he finds out he's like a chosen one or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it looks pretty cool. He's beating up people in the diner, so I'm going to watch it. Um, there's also another show. It's called Another Life. This is also like a show out in space where this woman is like deployed on some mission in space or something. Okay. So I want to give that a watch. And I would have watched Watchmen, but they're not going to be rene- renewed for a season two, so I don't know if I want to even waste my time. Uh, speaking of that, that brought up a memory of something that was brought up the other day, but I don't want to get into a rant because I don't want the podcast to be forever in a day. What are you talking the, about? The, the Game of Thrones spinoff? Oh, yeah. So that's coming, but that's not coming until, is it 2022? 2022. I don't got time to be waiting that long. This, this means I have to stay alive for the next two years. Your kids will be in college. <laughs> I have to stay alive for the next two years in order to watch that series. Hopefully it's good, though. I mean, it better be worth it money-wise, filming-wise, all of that. If you got a kid right now, <clears throat> watch how big they get by 2022. <laughs> it's two years. But that is a, a kid, long time. Watch how big they get by 2022. It's like waiting, like how we had to wait for that last season of Game of Thrones. It was like a year, dang near a year and a half, if it wasn't a year and a half. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Give or take, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm kind of disappointed because there's really not a lot of good TV. We talk, Well, we already talked about that, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. My relationship with TV is horrible right now. And I think it's because a lot of my... Favorite shows and stuff, and movie series and stuff like the Avengers and all that. Mm-hmm. That phase, anyway, has ended, and so it's hard because I can't really get into like a lot of the like new TV shows and stuff like that for some reason. I don't know. It, it feels like either it's recycled, or everybody's trying to do a reboot, or some of the shows are new, but some of them just aren't that interesting. I don't know. It's like a bunch of like different stuff. But you know, for me, it takes a lot for me to be like on to something. But I don't know. I think it's hard for people to let those memories go. It's not even that. Because I feel like if it was some new stuff that was out that was good, I feel like, I mean, obviously I would, like, watch it. I don't know. I just, I don't have anything that I'm, like, attached to right now where I'm, like, anticipating, like, watching it anyway. New new stuff. Mm-hmm. Not the same thing that's brought back. Nobody wants to see Mary, Mary Tyler Moore, the Mary Tyler Moore show, rebooted. Are they rebooting it? No, I'm just saying. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say. Or Taxi. These old 70s and 80s yeah, shows. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to, but. So. Um, I also yeah. want to talk about some movies that were coming up. Go that ahead. I wanted to see. Well, one of them actually already came out, uh, which is Bad Boys for Life, which is mm-hmm. the third movie in that uh, whole little installment there. And actually, I think they're already going to go ahead and start shooting for a fourth one. Yeah. I think they were a little, uh, just saying that. 
Is, is, is it for sure, for sure? I think it is. I don't know. I would have to like look into it. But from what I've seen, um, they're going to go ahead and start with the fourth one. Okay. Um, so uh, then we have Birds of Prey, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn, which is coming out February 7th, which mm. I would like to go see. don't know if you're interested in that. Uh, then we have The New Mutants that comes out on April 3rd. And that was actually starring... Um, Maisie Williams, who played Arya in Game of Thrones. Oh, she got into work. And funny enough, her uh, mutation, I think, has something to do with the wolf. Hmm. So, that'd be Not cute. Um, and then we have Black Widow coming out on the 1st, which, honestly, she should have had a movie a long time ago. I think the sequence of this movie is, it takes place after Captain America Civil War. So Spoiler don't, alert. Don't know why they wouldn't. <laughs> At least some people haven't seen these movies, even though they've been out for a minute. That's true. Um, so... I just I'm not I'm not sure why. I'm not gonna say why I'm surprised because you're right. Some people haven't seen it, but it's just like I don't know why they would give her a movie at this point. If you know, you know, and we're not those type of people to spoil things for people. I mean, if I slip up and say something, my bad. It is what it is. I mean, <laughs> the movie came out what last year. Yeah, it's Was been a it while. Before summer last no, year. No, actually, yeah, Endgame came out last year. So it came out last year, end of April. So yeah, it's almost a year. And you know how months fly by, so it'll be a year in a second. So. And Infinity War came out, what, two years ago, then? Because it came out the year before Endgame. Okay. So. And that led to Black Panther, right? I think. Nope, I think Black Panther came out before Infinity War. So, 20, 2018 Black Panther didn't come out? 2018 Black Panther came out, I believe. Infinity War also came out 2018. So, which one came first? The chicken or the egg? Black Panther came in February, Infinity War came in April. Bam, okay. Um, Good year for movies, by the way. Pretty sure it was the same year, right? Uh, it sounds like that's right. We can look it up, but... Wait, because then... What's her name? Uh, Captain Marvel came in 2019, too, right? Right. Okay, so she came before Endgame. Right, because okay. they pre-quoted up to her. They have to give her, like, mm-hmm. an inception so we know. I mean, people that don't read and the And what's the books, sequence of her movie, too? The comic books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. then we have uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which comes out June 5th, which I think I'm more excited to go see that than I am Black Widow, which is crazy because uh, Wonder Woman is DC and I like Marvel movies better, but her movies are good. Or her movie was good. Wonder DC Woman. be dropping the ball. Wonder Woman was a bit too long for me. But it was long. I, they, they dropped the ball with Justice League for sure. Justice League was horrible. <laughs> Justice League was horrible. And I, feel I do like not I like that um, in my first attempt. What's his name? Ben Affleck. I don't like him as Batman. It was terrible. And if you got smoke, Ben, holla at me. Oh, and white. funny enough, Henry Cavill was Superman in this right. whole little series. And that's, that's what funny. that's why when you uh, pointed that out, I was mm-hmm. like, wow, mm-hmm. maybe it's really just the film. Could be. Or the know. director. I don't know what it was, but I wasn't feeling it. was the budget or something. My The part I hated the most. What's the Flash? That Flash, the guy who played the Flash has played in other things. I've seen him in other things, but he was in yeah. um, Fantastic Beasts. He was he was deep. He was in Fantastic. What's Beast. this guy's name? Because I got some. I think sick. it's Ezra. Ezra. I've seen him in other stuff before those two films, though. Yeah, but I know most recently I know him from Fantastic Beasts. Okay. Do I, you remember who he was in Fantastic Beasts? He was Numbers Brother, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, that movie wasn't that great. So <laughs> I just hate the way he ran as the Flash. But some people were saying it was kind of like, 
I guess comic book style. I don't know. Do I hated that. it. I the part, and I hated the fact that they slowed down him running. He's the Flash. We need to see him go fast. Don't slow it down for us to see. I'm telling you, they messed a lot of that film up. Mm-hmm. Probably from the budget, from hiring the actors versus hiring people that can actually do those parts as well as having a good budget. It's writing too. It looked whack. The uh, Batman's house. It was a scene on there. And it just looked terrible. It looked like somebody hopped out of somebody's basement or something, like off a leather couch. Mm-hmm. It just looked wild. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't honestly. I don't remember like a whole lot from it because I was just watching it. and I was just in awe of like how it was much terrible. I did not like. Yeah, I did not like it. I usually watch anything. Same way I feel about uh, the last Fantastic Beast, Crimes of Grindelwald. I was trying to make myself like it, and I still had things about it that I liked. It that movie was horrible. I kind of enjoyed it. it Did you? Bad. I mean, it was certain points in it. I didn't it was magical. It. That's what I liked about it. And I was excited because they marketed it as like, oh, we're going back to Hogwarts. And so, like, of course, they had scenes at the school, but then they had things happening at the school that didn't make sense, which I don't want to say anything because I don't know if other people have seen it or not. But I'm just like, okay, but yeah. whatever. They pull you in. They do. They pull you you, you Potter fanatics in. Are you, I'm talking, a, I'm are you a, talking about I, music in my face? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Especially when they bring up Hogwarts. What's her name? You know her name. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. J.K. J.K. got a lot of problems. She she, she gets a, she gets you guys on a ball. I love J.K., but she got some some things to sort out. But that's, that's, those are personal it. things. It has nothing to do yeah. with the franchise because I'm going to continue to watch, and I'm going to go to uh, Universal Studios yeah. for a second time. So get some Potter in your system. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Pixar Soul, which is like a cartoon. It's coming out June 19th. Have you seen it? No. I believe it's Jamie Foxx in it. Okay. Yeah. So I want to see that. And then the one I was excited about the other day, which is Morbius, is coming out July 31st. Right. Which is... Good trailer. <laughs> stars Jared Leto as uh, Morbius. Don't let us down, bro. Why do you say that? A lot of people didn't like him as the Joker. Yeah. And you know I love him in his band, too. Um, why is it escaping me? Well, it's escaping me, but he let a lot of people down from the stuff that I've seen. I didn't get any chance. What, what's the name... Or that film that he was a Joker in. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know because I didn't, didn't see it. See it. <laughs> uh, I haven't even seen the new Joker. But I just didn't like the whole gold grill, slick back hair. I'm like, what the f is this? And then people like, mm-hmm. they didn't even like it. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know everybody's favorite Joker is Heath. R.I.P. Heath and Ledger did a wonderful job, but I know some people may be a bit biased, but I think he did a good job. That's just me. Of course, I didn't really grow up on like a lot of those other Jokers too. So, I mean... I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not very old at all, but mm-hmm. I used to watch the old one with uh, Adam West. Mm-hmm. Like, with the bam and the zap and the kerplunk. So, I used to watch that every day I got off school. Yeah. Out of school or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, um, I can't really judge it. I haven't seen it, so... Can you give me a second? Because it's I'm going to be so mad if I can't, like... Uh, Say the name of this band because I like it. Oh, and I know the name of it, and it's gonna make me thirty seconds to Mars. That's what oh, it's wow. called. <laughs> you knew that was him? No, I didn't know that was him. Yeah, that I touch. I am. Yeah, that's him. He sings. Uh, he sings lead. Hmm. He's good. Um, <laughs> you thought I was done? No, I said no. Oh. I said in that. <laughs> um, and then we have all the other movie I'm excited about is The Eternals, which comes out November 6th. So I need to learn more about The Eternals. That's Marvel as well. Oh, that's like with the... So it has Angelina Jolie and like all of them in that. So 
They had a synopsis for the movie. I mean, I guess I could try to find it. Or maybe we could talk about Angelina Jolie. I like Angie. Yeah, oh, yeah, I nicknamed her. Gave her a nickname. <laughs> I still want to see the other Maleficent. I do want to see Maleficent. I like Angelina Jolie. The first one was pretty good. I liked it. Well, the Eternals, they obviously, judging by their name, like they live forever. So is that like with a Apocalypse? No, that's not them. Is this DC or Marvel? Excuse me. Apocalypse is DC. So I think Thanos may have something to do with the Eternals. I think he has a brother that's like an Eternal or something. Yeah, Apocalypse is DC. Too. Yeah. And do your history on that. Yeah, don't they're, don't take my word on everything. No, uh, they were made around the same time, or made one was made to kind of emulate the other. It's that dark side, though. It's dark side Thanos that are supposed to be made to be like similar. Yeah, I mean, Remember dark side, right? You know, a lot of them take from each other, right? Because there's a speedster in almost every comic. Yeah, because you have um, obviously Flash, and then you have. Who am I forgetting? This is horrible. No, it's not horrible. It's just so, it's just so many characters that are similar. Is it Quicksilver? Uh, I think so. But you know, and uh, what is that? Marvel? Is it Marvel or DC? You also have Adam and the Adam. So things get confusing. Yeah, that... Uh... So, yeah. I was trying to see if I can find, like, the um, synopsis. But, yeah. So it says... Uh... Marvel Studios The Eternals features an exciting new team of superheroes. And this is on TechRadar.com, by the way. Uh, features an exciting new team of superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ancient, ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. Following the events of Avengers Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against man, mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Okay. <clears throat> so something starts popping off in... They got to come back and uh, form together. Handle a little business. And then the last one that's on the list is Coming to America. Oh. December 18th. Quick talk. Um, Coming to America. You've never seen the first one. Uh, that's not true. Vaguely. I have seen it. I just do not remember a lot of it. <laughs> first off, I'm a big Eddie Murphy fan. Yes, we know. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop is one of my favorite, uh, what you call those? One, two, and three installments. Yeah. Uh, love those. Uh-huh. Nutty Professor. I don't own those yet, but mm. I will get to owning those. Uh, he has a lot. A lot of movies. Mm-hmm. But Coming to America is in my possession on my Voodoo account. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy watching it. I've watched it I don't know how many times. I have so, an entire year to watch it. So we need to watch that. Mm-hmm. But what the, the crazy thing is, one of your favorite movies is Life. Hilarious. I love life. Life is hilarious and sad at the same time. With the great Eddie Murphy <clears throat> and the astonishing Martin Lawrence. So hilarious. Two hilarious people. And we got some OG in there, some Bernie Mac, RIP. You know what I was saying the other day? I was saying like how people like um if it ever worked out in like this perfect world, Will Smith and then you got Martin Lawrence and Bernie Mac was still here. Like if a lot of them like went on tour together. That would be hilarious. But you know, Will's not a comedian. But he's funny enough. Maybe hosting he would be fine in, but he's not necessarily a comedian. He's just funny. I mean, I know nature. he's he's never really done a whole lot. He's done stand-up, though, right? He's done stand-up-ish, but he's not, like, done a tour. Well, I want Will there. Maybe he can be, like, the host to keep it. Maybe tight. so. I don't think he needs... I think his strong suit is probably more so on the screen... So can I ask you a question? How do you feel about Eddie Murphy doing a stand-up after it's been so long? 
But Eddie is Eddie, <laughs> you know? And then, you know, if you have, like, people like Dave Chappelle, like, I feel like if you get a lot of, like, funny people on tour together, that would be amazing. Maybe I would love to see Martin do stand-up. He's on tour right now. I think he was But I think it's other people, here, though. He stay, but... I think he's, I think it's other people. I don't know if he But he himself. has his own set, though. Does he? Yeah. Damn it. I wanted to see it. Maybe you could type it in or something. Maybe he's, like, in a surrounded city. Okay. Like that. Well, hopefully he continues doing it, because I would love to and see it. And they said that... His uh, his tour, even with the people that he's with, is pretty funny. Oh, and they need to have Cat Williams. Cat Williams is hilarious. I know he got his own See, personal problems. Now, if you want to touch into all them people, Will can be a special guest in some cities. Because you put Cat Williams on the bill. You put yeah. Martin on the bill. You put Eddie Murphy on the bill. It would be nice to have well, Bernie Mac there, rest in peace. If Bernie Mac was still living on the bill. You talking about hilarious. Some, yes. Some... some you can't post it to the internet because of what today mm-hmm. is not going to be safe for today. I'm sure some of them will probably be able to modify it and still keep it funny. No, we don't need that. I'm tired of it. We do, but we don't. I think that when you deal with certain people, you should know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. I feel like, when, it, especially like the, the OGs or whatever, like mm-hmm. I feel like we shouldn't have to But Eddie Murphy came do. out and said he regretted a lot of stuff. Probably, it, probably, yeah. Leave it up to them to make that decision. How's that? True. Because a True. lot of them may not want to do that. They may actually feel like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be saying this stuff anymore. Because some of them probably have gone through life experiences where it's like, my mindset on this is totally different. Yeah, and you have kids and things change. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be a decision that's up to them. But at the same time, I know what you mean when you say you yeah. should know what you're getting. So And you have family members. Things change. Mm-hmm. You have people that you love. Things change. So I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying for the sake of like the art. Like you're right. Like, should, mm-hmm. They should be able to choose mm-hmm. what they want to do. Yeah. But I don't think it should be no cameras there. <clears throat> Some of them don't allow cell phones. Yeah. No, it can be filmed. But some of them... Heavy editing. Um, maybe. A lot of beeps. A lot of, a lot of blank. They Chappelle just did one on Netflix and there was no editing on it. Maybe it depends on who they do it through. He still got backlash. I don't think he cares, though. Spoiler alert, you got backlash. <laughs> That's not a spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and get into this episode. I feel like we've talked a lot. All right, let's knock it out. We're 22 minutes in. Oh, <laughs> okay, so uh, again, this episode is called Betrayer Moon. It's episode three of Witcher. So the scene opens uh, with the man that's laying on his back, and he's talking about this creature that comes out to feed on a full moon, and he's telling him like things that his mom has told him about, mm-hmm. about this creature. Um, if you look at him, obviously he has like claw marks that are across his chest. It's a few of them. Right. Um, and he's telling the story to a different witcher. So we do learn that there are other witchers and they don't all look the same. Right. Um, and the witcher just basically tells him like the cost of his services. So, uh, after they have that conversation, the man ends up dying from his injuries. Mm-hmm. And then the scene cuts over to, uh, this other witcher who's looking for the creature and there's like blood everywhere. I think it's in, like, some butcher shop or something. I don't know. There's, like, animals hanging and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, there's a dead man on the floor. And so, obviously, he keeps going. He's looking for it. And then this creature starts to move around really fast in the background. It's making these loud, screeching, nasty noises. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> and then we see the witcher uh, being attacked by this creature. Right. So, very creepy scene. Um, and then we... Did you have any thoughts on that? No, no, no. I'm just... Paying attention. There's some pieces that I missed that you point out. Okay. And then we move on, and Geralt is laying in the bed with a woman who, obviously, he had just had sex with. 
Um, and she's we looking- can't assume that, but go ahead. <laughs> That's what they did. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she's like looking at all his scars and stuff on his body, which I'm assuming they know each other before because she said something about like. You've never told me about this scar before. Oh, no. No, that's not what it was. Uh, she starts talking about the song that Yaskier wrote or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like another song or something. Um, and then I think she mentions that some of the scars that he, are on his body wasn't mentioned in the song or something. I think that's what she was saying. Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, and then she starts to tell him about the other witcher that we saw in the beginning that came through the area um, and then he went to Tamaria. And then she tries to talk about something else, but he starts to press her for more information about the other witcher, like what he was going there for. Mm. Um, And she says that Tamaria has a pest problem um, and that the other witcher was paid for his services and he took the money and ran. Uh So uh, when she says a pest problem, obviously she means like there's a creature there. Right. Um, (laughs) Someone knocks on the door um, because Geralt owes a payment for the three nights that he's been there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the money that he gives her isn't enough, so he says he'll come back in a few days with the remaining amount, and he leaves Roach there for a collateral outside. Yeah, so the lady was more like a prostitute, right? I think. Sex worker. Sex worker. However you want to put it. <laughs> um, and then uh, he steps to the man and asks him to point him to uh, Tamiria. So I had something that I wanted to say, and I forgot. Whatever, I forgot. Um, so then we move on uh, to the next scene, and it's a bunch of men, like, inside of a mine, and they're talking about the creature that's been attacking and how the king there doesn't care. Um, and we'll learn more about this man later on. Yeah, as the as it progresses, yeah, definitely. Little child, that's all I can say. Um, one of them uh, starts talking about leaving there and looking for work elsewhere. There's another guy that's there. Who starts talking and he actually lost his son to the creature, which is really sad. Mm. Um, and he speaks about uh, the current king of uh, Nilfgaard and how he came back and took what belonged to him from a usurper. And then he suggests that they also follow that plan. Um, before we even move on, that plan sounds really stupid. <laughs> um, because you can kill the king and the creature still going to keep killing y'all. So. I don't yeah. understand. Make a plan to kill the creature instead of trying to kill or get rid of the king. I don't know what. I mean, you could get rid of the king out of anger, I guess. But what's that going to do for the creature that's still? It's there? not going to do anything. I mean, they're just thinking survival mode, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, Geralt is standing in the back, and he says that since they can't kill the creature, they plan to kill the king. And then he sarcastically says, "Great plan." So I agree with Geralt. Makes a lot of sense. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the guys, of course, are not happy to see another witcher because the other witcher ran off with their, their money. Ran off on the plug twice, man. <laughs> no, actually once, not well, twice. Well, yeah, once. <laughs> um, and then Geralt tells them that he will actually take his payment after the service is completed. And then he'll take it for a lesser price as an apology from the previous witcher, which I didn't notice that the first time I watched it. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that. I didn't know he said that. Um... And he says if he, I guess somebody asked him, like, what happens if you can't kill it? He says, if I can't kill it, then I'll die, which makes sense. Um, or unless he gets away. I don't know. Um, and, then, and then in comes the king's army with some guy, this commander or whatever. And he comes and tells the men to put their weapons down and go home. And that 
uh, they won't be in trouble for talking about treason if they, you know, do that. So here's my question for this. How did he know what they were talking about? I don't know, unless somebody snitched. Yeah, because I'm trying to figure out, how did he know to show up and, and hear what was going on? But you're right, unless somebody said something, but... I don't know. They all look to be pretty much in unison. Yeah, and they, he, he kind of just popped up like red. He did. So it makes me think that somebody wanted to go tell. Yeah. That's my guess. Unless he heard him. But why would he be coming down anyway? He's not a mind worker. Oh, but you know what? They do have a mage. I wonder if she was able to hear something and tell something. That's true. Okay. Because that didn't... I'm like, okay, so you just pop up out of nowhere and be like, go home. And I won't tell the king about your treason. But it's like... Either you had somebody hiding around the corner, or you had some way of knowing that they were talking about it, but I was confused on how they even knew that, that yeah. they were talking about that. That's a good mage. That's a maging. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the men are still upset because, obviously, their people are being eaten, but the commander says that revenge will not... Talking to the father whose son died, he says that revenge won't ease his pain, and then the guy, like, spits at his feet. Right, which is disrespect. What, spitting at his feet? Yeah, spitting at your feet. I mean, yeah, if you come to me and tell me that this creature that y'all refuse to get under control that is eating my child, and then you try to tell me that revenge is not going to ease my pain, you don't know what's going to ease my pain. Right, until all your men get eaten or their children get yeah. eaten. Or, I mean, know. obviously, um, it probably wouldn't, but don't tell me how to ease my pain where you're not doing anything to help me out in the process. True. So, I would... Spit at your feet as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and then Gerald asks, does Foltest, who is the king, he asks, does he have a plan? And then the commander says that Tamiri has had their fill of witchers, which, again, is because of the previous witcher that was there. Yeah, the one that ran off on the plug. <laughs> um, and then Gerald is being escorted out of Tamaria by... Uh, knights on horseback and then they are all of a sudden like fall off their horse and Geralt sees a figure coming towards him and then this figure her name is Triss and she is a witch or mage and she serves the king mm -hmm. so Geralt then says to her "Is like okay so like was like this his plan was to have me marched out to make it look like one thing when it's really another basically right um, and she says um, she offers him coin and then she tells him that it was actually her plan to have him escorted but bring him back and that she doesn't want him to kill the monster, but to save it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> um, so this is uh, Triss obviously talking to Geralt. She starts to give him background on like when the killing started, which was six years ago. Which, now I have questions. I just thought about something. But I'll get to that part later. Okay. Um, and she talks about uh, where the creature is coming from, which is the crypt where the king's sister is buried. Um, she says that there was a rumor that the sister, whose name is Ada, was having an affair with a young man in town. But when she... Uh, she, had a, she was having an affair with him in town when she died. Right. And she may have been pregnant, making the creature the heir to the throne since the king never married. Right. Um, now, I'm going to try to pronounce the name of this creature. Uh, Geralt thinks it's a Vakudlak. How did it sound? Vakudlak. Vakudlak. <laughs> um, but she tells him that it isn't. 
Um, so she walks into an area and says that she'll pay him if he can tell her what uh, killed some people. So here is the part where we see that the Witcher actually didn't run off, run off on the plug. He was actually killed. Bam. Um, and so basically they lied so that the people wouldn't know that the creature killed a Witcher. Um, and so Geralt starts digging around in this man's insides <laughs> to see what organs are missing. <laughs> that was pretty nasty. It was nasty. So he determined that it was his heart and his liver that was missing. And so based on what was missing, he was able to determine what creature it was, which is a striga. Right. Um, Not a streaker, a streaker. Striga. 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 So S-T-R-I-G-A. Striga. Striga. So uh, he says that the curse didn't stop with Ada, but it also went to her daughter since Strigas are females, so it is actually a princess. So when he was walking around and he was, like, looking, I'm assuming he was able to tell this was a witcher by, like, his necklace, that the his eyes and his necklace, right? Okay. Um, that's the only way that I can determine yeah. that he knew that. Because they have their, their little – it's not the same – chain it's like a little it's the yeah. necklace though yeah and Gerald was actually pretty pissed about that because it's like number one you guys are giving us a bad reputation because you're telling us that this man took the money and left when he didn't actually take it and left he right. actually was killed right um but this this town got a problem with telling the truth so um oh we'll see why and then <laughs> so when he told her it was a striga she didn't even believe him because she said that it was old wives tales so when they do stuff like old wives tales. Yeah. I know sometimes they tell stories like in a really extravagant way. Mm-hmm. But if stuff actually exists, why they don't never tell people that? I don't know because I think that the story is better than the actual truth. That makes sense. Sometimes that the lie be. is better than the truth or something. The lie is more entertaining than the It's truth. more entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not like, I don't know if they're really lying or if they're just exaggerating the truth. I think it's a little bit of both. Because, you know, people like to make stories, like, over the top for, like, some reason. Where you can really just tell people. Or maybe even, um, like, document this kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they don't do that because they don't want to scare people. But I, I would figure that they need to document it because something has to be documented because how does these witchers know all these characters? I mean, not all these characters, but all these monsters and things off the top of their head. Yeah, and he just dug in, and dug inside and figured out, like, from what was missing, what kind of creature it was. Right. It's like honey, pretty much. Yeah. So I don't know. They need to start telling people the truth, though. Yeah, but it's easy to not tell people that's, like, under you. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have all the information. Mm-hmm. So... And then uh, Strigas can only be created through a curse, so that means that somebody cursed Ada, which cursed her child. Ooh. <laughs> so then we move on to this really awkward scene. Uh, <laughs> Jennifer and Istrid are having sex with a crowd standing behind them, which I'm assuming is an illusion. Oh, yeah. What was the purpose? Uh, I mean, sometimes you need a little uh, motivation. Was she just trying to flex her powers? I guess so. It's kind of stupid. I guess so. But whatever. Yeah, it's really awkward. Um, and then uh, they start, after they're, you know, done, they start talking about uh, their duties that they uh, both have coming up. So, obviously, her going to court and then uh, him going out exploring and all this other fun stuff. Um, she starts talking about how the other girls know what they want and how they see themselves so clearly. Um, and then she says she wants to go back home, which is... 
Adern? Adern, I think it is. Mm-hmm. She's from Vangerberg. Right. Um, and she uh, she doesn't want to be the girl that she was when she first came there. Jennifer's a lot of work. She's em- a... Emotionally. She's I mean, I can bit. understand. She's a bit much. She she takes a lot of, like, uh, reassuring. It's like she's confident, but she's not confident. Right. She's a lot more confident as a hunchback than I would assume, but... As a hunchback? <laughs> That's what they call her. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Um, and then next we see Jennifer meeting with this man who's a stylist, but he likes to call himself an artist. Um, and then he tells her that uh, he's the final artist. So <laughs> I'm assuming people were just like really um, straightforward in this time frame. So it was really rude. He asked her. <laughs> he asked her, "Was she the first draft of what nature intended?" Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> which I shouldn't <laughs> find that funny, but it's really rude. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Like I watched that, I was like, okay, <laughs> I can see what he means, but that's kind of rude. Um, then he says, because uh, I'm assuming he dresses all the girls that leave from there when it's time for them to like move on to their duties and everything. Um, and so he says that every girl leaves Eratusa a work of art. So dresses start appearing around them, like for him to choose from. And he chooses a dress that's like based on the color. Uh, Tasea comes in and she dismisses him. Um, she just starts talking to Yennefer and she tells her that Everyone looks in the mirror and sees deformity, ex- uh, except for them because they can remake themselves on their own terms. And, and then she talks about like reimagining herself. She's like, "Look at yourself in the mirror, yada yada yada." Mm-hmm. Nothing special. <laughs> Is she nothing special for that? That scene was nothing special. <laughs> uh, besides that part, that was funny. If you asked her, if she's the <laughs> first dressed. <laughs> what nature? That's really funny. It was just a glorified stylist. <laughs> It was actually really rude, but I couldn't help but laugh. Um, and then we move on, and then here's where we start getting to the nitty gritty. Uh, we see the king, uh, Foltis. He's eating at the table, and then we have this captain that's in there who talks a lot. Um, and so he's telling Tris that she wasn't sent to enlist the help of uh, a mutant. And uh, may we note that the king was eating through like this entire scene. Like, while everybody was talking around him? I wish we actually had footage of how people ate back then, because every time you see something around that it's time... It's super sloppy. It's super sloppy, super savage. Nobody has any manners whatsoever. <laughs> Except women are meant to have man- uh, manners, not the man. It's like they're taking these three, four bites out of whatever they're eating, and it's just like food oh, all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah. He's just eating throughout this whole entire process, by the way. Um, so then uh, she tells him that they believe they can cure the creature. Um, and the captain says she needs to start referring to the creature as her royal highness since it's a girl, hmm. which is obviously related to the king, right? who they believe is the king's niece or whatever. Um, so then they discuss rumors from the past again, and the captain doesn't believe it. So like that whole thing, I guess, like with her sleeping with some young man. Not confused. Was the princess married? Because I feel like they said she was having an affair, but maybe not an affair if she wasn't married. Maybe the word affair means something different back then. I think in definition terms, like an affair, it's, it's like in a, like between two people. Maybe it's because she was having, she was 
having a relationship with somebody who was deemed to be like a common man and she's royalty? That could be it, but I think okay. like in definition of fair, it's like mm-hmm. a fair, like two people are partaking in this. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I'm going to look it up in real time. <laughs> what do you look at? I'm getting a fair. A fair. And it just says an event or sequence of events of a specified kind or that has previously been referred to. So there has, to be, event, more, there has to be more definitions than that. Uh, a love affair. Mm-hmm. His wife is having an affair. So it's an incident, something that's happening. Mm-hmm. It could be a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly an event. Yeah. Or it can be. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna assume because I don't know that she was married. So I'm gonna assume they're just saying like it was an incident. If they said it was an affair, I don't remember. If that's what they said, I'm just assuming they're saying it because she was with somebody who I guess was a common person. She was defiled in her throne. I guess that well, was an incident. Back in the day, it was just too much. Um, so then, <laughs> Geralt says, "Believe what you want," um, <laughs> <laughs> but the creature came from inside the king's sister, Ada. So then he starts describing, like, the process of this thing, like, to the entire room. Mm-hmm. So he starts saying, like, the baby eater from, like, the inside. And then he starts talking about it growing its legs and, like, the need to feed. The way he described it was really disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's just telling them the truth. Um, and then... So everyone uh, but the king starts to leave the room, and then Geralt pushes the captain out and then barricades the door so that he can talk to him. So then you can hear, of course, like, they're his people. They don't want to be hurt or anything. So they start to bang on the door so that they can get back in. They kept saying, like, protect the king or something outside the door. I'm like, whatever. Motivational purposes? He's still sitting there eating. He's fine. Eating his hen. (laughs) So then uh, Geralt starts to question the king about who the father of the kid is, why he never married, and why he won't kill the Striga. So then the king gets up from his chair and starts talking about all the stuff about what he's heard about witchers, how they have no emotions, and how Geralt is accusing him of sleeping with his sister. So then uh, he gets upset and tells him to leave Tamaria and never return. Mm. So the king is basically deflecting. So when he asks him or insinuates that the king basically starts deflecting and starts talking about like what he's heard about witchers and like all this other stuff. But people, you know, this is what I was talking about. I think in that first episode where it's like people have like this love hate relationship with witchers. It's like, we'll use you for your services, but we really don't like you and we hate you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's just really, really weird. Um, so then my question that I had is, uh, where was uh, everybody when she died? And what did her body look like? The sister, Ada. You mean like how far along or something she was? or just Well, you said if the like creature ate its way out. Was there an actual body in that crypt or was that just a crypt? I think it was a crypt at that time. And I believe that it went on to the daughter or whatever the thing is that ate her from the inside out. The Strieger. But I think <gasps> that it happened. Oh, I think. Oh, so... She died from the curse, mm-hmm. but she was pregnant. Right. So the baby was ate its way out while she was inside the crypt? Right. <gasps> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. Um, and then it, it, it all makes sense the further we get down yeah. on the, as we t- continue to talk. It'll, it'll start. Look at you. Yeah. Good point. 
good point. I want to know how they found her too. Like, how did they find her body? Oh, hmm. like what does she look like? Oh, you talking because of the curse? Yeah. You think that? It, do you think it made her? Or did she just die? I, for some reason, I feel like she just died because nobody ever paid attention. Or if it was people that's real close, especially like the king, that's the king now. Mm-hmm. He probably just like whatever. Yeah, he seemed like he don't care about very much in life, but whatever. Oh, he cares. <laughs> and then we see uh, in this next scene, we see the Brotherhood is like sitting in a circle and they're discussing Sintra and how Sintra still has uh, animosity towards their organization. This seems really boring for me. Um, and then uh, they talk about how the king of Sintra has banned mages from being there, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they really give a reason why that is. Um, and then uh, one of them says that, I don't know if it's Stregobor. Somebody says maybe they'll have more luck with his daughter after hearing rumors that he's ill. So his daughter in this time frame that they're in, because remember it jumps back and forth. Yeah. The daughter is Princess Calanthe, or the lady who was the queen. Okay. So um, I'm assuming that they don't age or die. Okay. Because they all look the same from when she was older. So, um, where am I at? Um, Tasea says that she's also stubborn, so they may not have very much luck. Um, and then they talk about Frangilla going to Nilfgaard to assist the new young king, Fergus. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about how Frangilla may not be right for Nilfgaard and how they'll need someone with a bit more spine, which they crack a joke because they're talking about Yennefer. <laughs> a lot of spine. Yeah. Um, now, sending Fring- Frangilla to uh, Nilfgaard, one of them called Stregobor, I believe who I, I just don't like him. Um, he calls it nepotism because she's his niece. And so I don't know if he thinks that he's playing favorites or something. But if she's the best person for the job, she's the best person for the job. She seemed a bit scary, but I know what you mean. I think that they go by like what they see in mm-hmm. people versus what's actually going on at the time. Mm-hmm. But if you, at this moment, and if you've watched the... If you're listening to this and you've already watched it like we did, mm-hmm. you know that people come into their own. Mm-hmm. So you'll yeah. see the maturation. Based on like their training and things like that, Frangilla doesn't seem very confident in herself. So I think right. that's what they mean by when they say like they need somebody with a bit more spine. But they, of course they crack a joke because Jennifer has a twisted spine. Right. Um, and then... Uh, she tells them that Yennefer is actually going to be going to Adern, which is where she's from. Uh, and Stregobor then says that they hate elves in Sintra. So basically he, like, tells uh, Yennefer's secret because she has elven blood. And right. she didn't want anybody to know that. Um, or she, ter- she told it to certain people, and people told her business. Um, so then they go on to talk about strategy, and then they vote on sending Yennefer to Nilfgaard rather than Frangilla. Uh, and, of course, they voted to send Yennefer. Um, and then Yennefer is then told that she's going to be sent to Nilfgaard, and she's not happy about it. Mm-hmm. So she goes to see Tasea, uh, and she talks to her about it, and then she starts insulting Tasea. <laughs> and she told her that the chapter, she's like... Um, because Tasea starts telling her, like, a couple things happened. And she's, like, basically, like, I don't believe you. I think the chapter, like, overruled you. 
And then she said, uh, basically, like, she was knocked from her glass pedestal. So her and Tissaia just, uh, they don't click very well. No. It's a, it's one of those student-teacher mm-hmm. things. It's like when the student found out that they're good, but the teacher already knew they were good, mm-hmm. and then they become overconfident. Also, I think it's because of the way that Yennefer was treated when she first got there. True. So calling her Piglet and the way she was, I don't know, just the way she was treated. And I think she just didn't take too kindly to that. But Yennefer, like I said, like, although she has her deformities or whatever, she's also kind of cocky. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she asked to say, like, why she told them um, about her elven blood. Oh, I skipped a part. So, Tasea tells her that the reason that she's being sent to... Um, back home. Nilfgaard. Nilfgaard. Oh, okay. Uh, she was actually supposed to go back home originally. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, she tells her that it was because of her elven blood that they chose her to go because Sintra prevents mages. Oh, I'm confused. So, was she going to Sintra then? Right. They kept flipping it back and forth. That's why I was confused. So, wherever Frangela was going... Jennifer was supposed to go. Maybe it's Nilfgaard. I don't know. Maybe I got the places wrong. Yeah, Wherever she was supposed to go. Nilfgaard is doing the invasion. Yeah. And Frangilla is with Nilfgaard. Not at this moment. Not not at the moment. Look at you telling stuff. I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I put a spoiler in there, whatever. But Wherever she is going, basically like they prevent mages of elven blood from being placed in their court. Right. So would it be back home? Or at Nilfgaard? I feel like it's back home. Because she's supposed to go to Adern, Adern at first. Mm-hmm. Then they changed it for her to go to Nilfgaard. So it must be Adern. They were swapping a lot of cards. Yeah. I think I just got it confused. I don't think it was them. Okay. Um, so then moving on, um, we go... Because remember, like, Geralt was being, like, escorted out of... Tamaria. Um, so then we see that the guards are blocking the entrance to the old castle where the Striga is. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerald is actually hiding away rather than leaving. And um, he says something about he didn't want the miners go. I don't know how they came to that point, but I'm assuming he's <laughs> talking to Triss. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm forgetting stuff. That's no, all right. Um, and then Triss asks him, why does he care? And so he tells her that she can actually answer that question first, especially since the king and his men don't even listen to her, which is very true. Yeah. They listen to nothing. Um, She says that she's sure he's already developed a plan to get past the guards, and his plan was just to throw a rock, (laughs) (laughs) like, over, like, where they were. And it scared them off because, you know, they hear noises. They're just like, I don't want to get eaten. Yeah. So they take off and run. Um, And so Gerald and Triss are able to... Get inside the castle. They start looking around at stuff like her bedroom and walking through the halls and things like that. Um, and Triss says that she can sense that Tamaria has secrets, which is no secret to anybody. Very. Um, and then Geralt tells her that he's sure that Foltus is the father because she, she's looking at him and she said, I know you know, like something in a sense. And Foltus is the king. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he says that he's sure that he's the father. So... Uh, they make it to Ada's bedroom, and then they talk about whether or not Foltus may have cured his sister. Cursed. Not cured. Cursed his sister. Right. Um, and then Geralt starts sniffing, 
<laughs> he starts sniffing and he he smells a scent uh on Ada's bed um and as he's doing that Tris because she's playing with, like some music box or something yeah she found something and then she hit a key or something and then a drawer opened oh okay yeah and then in it she finds these letters from the queen uh which is Foltis and Ada's mother right um so number one their security is horrible because <laughs> <laughs> Gerald is still hanging around the property and nobody even knows he's there He's yeah. just like hiding off on the side of the castle. Um, they do half days. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> or they do, or they're there. They just don't care. Um, and so, I had a note here that I'm assuming like scent is one of his powers. And so, I actually did look up like his little profile, and it's on. Yeah, he has a heightened sense. I'm gonna say smell. where it's from because I don't want anybody to get mad at me. But it's on characterprofile.fandom.com. We'll put the link in the description. So. I am looking, and it's talking about, like, yeah, so here it is. So it says, Gerald has enhanced senses that he can hone in on to track down his targets. He also has gained night vision. His hearing is also enhanced, as he can hear the breathing of elven archers and identify how many of them there are. There are. Uh, Even saying that one of them is sick. So he has very... He can tell, like, the way that he can tell down to the detail. I don't know if that has anything to do with, like, what we're talking about. But, yeah, he Man. can he can see and see, smell, and hear very well, basically. Right. He's a he's a enhanced bloodhound, <laughs> which is, yeah. So it cracked me up, like, when I seen it, because I'm like, what the hell is Gerald doing? So he's just standing over the bed, and he just, like, does this long sniff. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if, like, sniffing is, like, one of his powers. Because <laughs> it's so random. He just starts sniffing. Um, but he's, <laughs> he's sniffing for a reason. Yeah. Um, so then they take that information back to whoever that commander guy is. Yeah. Um, and he says that basically like that information can't get out cause it'll ruin the throne or whatever. Um, in the letters, it's the queen basically telling Ada that she wants her to get rid of the baby. But Ada told her like Ada refused to get rid of her baby. Yeah. Um, which I mean, as a mom, it's like, you want to get rid of your kid because somebody else wants you to, but right. whatever. So, um, Gerald starts questioning the, this commander guy's relationship with Ada. He's like, oh, I basically was like her confidant and her protector and all of these other things. Um, and then he insinuates that the relationship with, cause I think at this point he's told him like, oh, I think basically like Foltis is the father. Right. Um, and so this commander guy, like he starts to insinuate that the relationship may not have been consensual and that maybe he took advantage of her and got her pregnant. And then like, maybe he cursed her and all this other stuff because he got her pregnant. Um, so then Gerald's like talking to him and he's agreeing with him. And then he steps up to the guy and he tells the commander that his scent was on Ada sheets. <laughs> so that's what he was sniffing for. Yeah. Um, and he said it's old and new smells. So how far back does Gerald's nose go? <laughs> Man, he's intense. I told you he's an enhanced bloodhound. Do you know his profile says he's about a hundred years old? A hundred or more, yeah. 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 That's crazy. Link will be in the description. Uh-huh. It's a lot to read. It's yes. a lot of a lot of information. Um it's but it's so crazy like how he did it and then he ended he like he's talking to the guy and he's like agreeing with him. And then he like steps on him, he's like, Yeah, but your sense on her sheets. I like Gerald. Yeah. Gerald don't care. No. And I like that. Um, 
And so, like, this commander guy, he finally starts admitting that him and Ada did have a relationship. And um, they basically figured out that it was this commander guy that cursed Ada. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said he didn't curse Ada, he cursed Foltis. Right. So I'm assuming he cursed the seed? Or sperm? Pretty much. <laughs> Um, and then he says he didn't want to expose the affair and risk the affair with her brother right. and risk uh, hurting Addis' image because he's saying, like, as long as he's alive, like, her image will never be spoiled or whatever. So it's incest. Yes, which is extremely disgusting. So we're going to get straight to that. That's incest. Yeah, it's, it's nasty. Bam. Um, and then, you know, Geralt starts asking him, like, how did he, you know, do the curse or whatever. And he tells Gerald that he refuses to break the curse and because he wants the town to hate uh, Foltis. Hmm. So he's like in on this. Like, I want y'all to hate him, basically. Um, so this guy has a problem with, like, taking responsibility for stuff that he did. So he did the curse, but he's blaming it on Foltis and saying, like, oh, no, it's his fault that all of this happened. Mm-hmm. But nobody told you to curse anybody. Right. So it's your fault. Um, and he says that the king, like, because, you know, he has, like, this image of Ada or whatever. So he says, like, the king, uh, like, soiled or spoiled? What is it? He spoiled her with his seed or whatever. Um, and he seems to be, like, extremely delusional about his relationship with Ada. But (laughs) we'll learn more about that later on. Yeah. Did you have any comments or anything? Uh, I just think it's really weird. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I tried to play the devil's advocate in my head, but I can't. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. The only uh, thing that I can think of, which still does not make it right, because it's just weird to me, is that a lot of these royal kids, they grow up, they stay in this castle, they can't. Unless it's like other royal kids or something around, they don't got nobody to play with, nobody to be around. So it's just you and your sister, probably. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's still nasty. Because that's still your sibling. (laughs) That's the only thing that I can even think of. Is the fact that they're constantly in close quarters. But this is a thing that used to happen back in the day all the time. I mean, people was marrying sisters and cousins and brothers and all this other nasty stuff. So, they ain't the first to do it in in modern day time. Probably in the last. I just seen two cousins got married. Two first cousins. Some weird article or something. That's nasty. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, And she's pregnant, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but you have to think about even in prior <clears throat> the prior two episodes before this, when uh, Siri uh, she was out playing, mm-hmm. these kids can't even go outside mm-hmm. because somebody may kidnap them or you know mm-hmm. do ransom or something. Yeah. So it's kind of messed up. They are around each other all the time, and I don't know if anybody ever tells them. I guess they just assume that. That's like, hey, that's your sibling. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to think like that or do things like that. Mm-hmm. But they just kind of like. Find their own way of thinking. That was a thing back then, though. Cousins used to marry. Like, oh, first, first cousins. First, second, third, all. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, crazy. Uh, it's a family tree without branches. It goes, <laughs> just goes straight up. Everybody's just and on top course, of each other. And of course, like, it's, it, this is not a comparison, but of course it reminds me of Game of Thrones. And if you have not seen it, my bad, spoiler alert. Uh, Cersei, <laughs> Cersei and um, Jamie, twins. Sleeping with each other and having kids. And even if you haven't seen it, it's a good thing to start watching. But yeah, yeah true. It's, and then like, you see like Targaryens, they don't give a damn. Brother, sister, cousin, 
mama. In order to keep their bloodline pure. So, I mean, it was a thing for them back then. So, nasty, but. That's... I mean, it's nasty to us, but that's their uh, their culture. It's nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> no matter how That's you their do. culture, so they don't see it as being nasty. Yeah. And then we get uh, to this next scene, and it looks like it's some kind of initiation for the mages or whatever. Um, and Istrid and Frangilla, they're speaking to each other like telepathically because Istrid is asking like, where's Jennifer? And so once this whole little initiation is over, he leaves and he finds her like in the little cave area where they're always at. And he, uh, she's writing a deed for her stepfather to claim her as his natural born daughter. So that, um, basically she's trying to say like she doesn't have elven blood in a sense. So she says she's like, she's not a bastard child of the elf or something like that she's trying to alter her paternity she's trying to lie about who she is because she doesn't want to go to uh Nilfgaard so uh Istrid tries to convince her that it won't work um he's the one who told her secret basically which we already saw um but he tries to apologize for telling her secret but she says it won't save her from having to go to Nilfgaard which means true um she tells him like okay well if i can't write this letter basically and this won't work won't you go tell everybody that you lied basically like she wants him to retract what he told stregobor right um and then they both realize that they've been you know used to spy on each other because she spied on him too as much as mad as she is in him um and he says he can't fix it he can fix it and that they can uh run off and like be together um and she basically turns it down in a very rude way. Um, I'm not going to say like word for word what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read it like word for word. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they basically start arguing and figuring each other out. Like in the process of like throwing insults around at each other. Um, like she's getting ready to leave out and he stops her and he says like victimhood doesn't fit her. Or it's not her color. <laughs> and she says heroism doesn't fit him. Um, and then uh, he says she's like he yells it out to her. They are rude to Jennifer. I can see why maybe she's like the way she is. But she's leaving out and he basically like yells out to her uh, that she's angry because she lost her chance to be beautiful. What does that even mean? I'm guessing from birth. That's how she was born. I guess that was her chance. (laughs) Because other than that. That didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, yeah. but whatever. Um, and she says that she wants to be powerful because it's what she's old. So I'm not sure why. She's she... having some confidence and some insecurities from her past. Of course, mm-hmm. in prior episodes, we said something about her being sold for... And she's very determined. Very I think little money. Yeah. So less than... She's sold for less than a, a, a hog, so... Yeah. Yeah. And then he says to her that no amount of power or beauty will make her feel worthy of either. <laughs> See, they, throw, they, they throw daggers at each other, but Jennifer does get a lot of the, the brunt. She does. In these first, this, at least this first. She gets a lot, part, yeah. like, period. Yeah. But, yeah. You didn't have to say that to her. Just rude. Um, and then it uh, switches over, and it looks like it's like some kind of dance um, after this initiation, where the girls are dancing with, I'm assuming, whoever they're going to be leaving with, whoever's court they're going to be in. Right. So I guess it's kind of like a bonding experience, in a sense. Cinderella. 
ish. It's like, hey, you gonna be over there with them? So it's not Cinderella. No, it ain't Cinderella. I said Cinderella-ish. <laughs> oh, you mean because it's like a ball? Should we be covering Cinderella? We'll no. Break it down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's more so like a ball. Yeah, you're right. So then Frangilla is dancing with, I'm assuming, is the king of Adern, um, which is who she was changed out to go with. Right. Sorry for jumping ahead. Yeah. So uh, whoever she's dancing with, which I'm assuming is king, um, he seems to be tired of her. And he has to take a rest. Poor Fringilla, uh, Fringilla. I feel bad for her. He seemed like uh, pretty rude anyway. Yeah. So um, then at this dance, we actually see a young Foltis in Ada there with her mother. Do you remember seeing that? And he's playing with his sister's hair. She's like, Foltis, leave her alone. Oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we see them when they're much younger. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, so, uh, this king, uh, he basically insults Frangilla to her face. He says that, cause he prefers people from where he's from. Okay. So he says like, uh, someone from Adern would have had better footing on the dance floor, which the dance one not great, but whatever. <laughs> he basically like says it like right in her face. Um, and then, uh. Jennifer, we see her. She's walking over to... She's walking downstairs or wherever it is to whoever the stylist guy is. And she asks him to basically, like, make her over. And she says... Uh, he says the chapter would have his head. And then she's like, okay, so do they already have your, your penis or your cock, which is their favorite word? Talking about his manhood. Yeah. Um, Balls up. And then he uh, wants to prepare the herbs for the procedure, but she says that won't be necessary. So I guess she's going to take it while she woke. Um... Did you have any comments on that? No. Pretty gruesome. Yeah. Unnecessary, if you ask me, but whatever. What's unnecessary? The whole <sighs> transformation. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Okay. Sometimes you got to make changes to get what you want. Oh. I'm just saying. Let's talk about it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> because then if she... We'll get there. Yeah. You, um, you don't want to... Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. then we are uh, back to this old castle. We're outside the castle, and it's night. Um, and Geralt is met at the entrance by the king and his guards, basically. So, when Geralt's walking up, everybody starts pulling out their swords, and then Foltis walks up from the back, like, oh, my God, y'all are so violent. <laughs> hey, <sighs> whatever. Um, and then he says that Triss basically told him to trust Geralt. Um. He kind of, him and Geralt kind of like walk up a little bit further from everybody because, you know, he's trying to whisper. He don't mind knowing this business. So he asks Geralt uh, if the plan will work, and Geralt says he is not sure. So then Fultis, in a sense, he basically misses his daughter. No surprise there. Um, and asks, like, so if he's able to save her, will she be normal? Yeah. Um so Geralt says that she can be, but she'll, she's going to need special care because all she's known all her life is rage and hunger. Um, so then Geralt gives him that brooch, the same brooch he took from Renfrey mm-hmm. after, you know, he slayed her in the, uh, the square there. Um, and then he <laughs> gave it to uh, the king to give to his daughter as a gift if he can lift the curse. Um, so then the king says that Geralt doesn't think he's going to make it basically in the morning so which i don't know how he determined that 
Who's that? The king? Yeah. It's because he, he gave a gift. So does he think that Geralt was going to be able to save her, but not himself? That's a good question. Probably because I guess he's going by like mm-hmm. what has happened prior. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know who he's dealing with. And so then Geralt says to him, like, it's not his first time trying to save a princess that everybody thought was a monster, which she was talking about ruin free. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the king, asked, the king asks what happened with that whole little adventure, and Geralt says he killed her. <laughs> so that doesn't put a whole lot of confidence, like, uh, in the king about this situation that they're going to. Yeah. Um, and then the king starts talking about his relationship with his sister, um, and he says that they both tried to resist each other, but it just didn't happen. Um, so he says that he, uh, after he's done telling the story, he says that he envies Geralt because he can live and never have to fall in love. And then there's this long silence where Geralt is just like looking around like, you don't know <laughs> if I've ever been in love or not. <laughs> They're all rumors. But I'm not going to tell you. Folk yeah, tales. and I was going to say that. Like, he has um, a lot of, like, misconceptions about witchers. Mm-hmm. So he starts talking about, remember in the scene when he was mad, he starts talking about, like, oh, I've heard this about witchers and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then even in this scene, he's like, yeah, it must be nice to not fall in love. And the whole time he just gave you a gift from somebody who he was actually, like, had feelings for yeah but it's like yeah he has a lot of misconceptions um and so where are we at the king and his army actually leave uh from the area and then Geralt enters the castle and he has this commander guy tied to the bed oh yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) i'm assuming he tied him to the bed so he can get some answers the guy that did the whole uh curse yes yeah yeah um which he deserves (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, he asked the guy how to lift the curse um, and so then this guy starts telling him how it happened so basically the process of it was somebody sold him a lamb I want to know who the person was because I don't think they mentioned it somebody sold him a lamb and they told him to wait until the full moon and then kill the lamb <laughs> and then while <laughs> saying a chant uh, I think he says the chant while he's killing the lamb I don't know mm-hmm. And then he has to bathe in the lamb's blood until sunrise, until the rooster crows three times. You have to really hate somebody. (laughs) And then hop on one leg for the rest of that day. You have to really hate somebody to go from a process at night that takes you all the way until the morning just so you can curse this person. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I just, I mean, and then like the whole process, it's just too much. And then you know what's nasty? Blood starts to clot. That's true. So, yeah, it's pretty nice. So I wonder how much blood had to come out of that lamp for him to bathe in it. Because you think about bathing in blood, you think of like like a pool of it. Yeah. But he only had one lamb. One lamb. So he must have like really been slicing and dicing that thing and gets blood, the blood out. Uh, unless he turned it upside down, drained it into like some type of container or something. First of all, that poor lamb. I mean, I know people eat lamb and all that other stuff, but it's like... Don't kill me for this BS. At least kill me and eat me. Give me, <laughs> give me a purpose in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Gerald asked him like what that chant was that he said, 
Um, he says it was years ago and says that it was elven and then he starts to recite it. So this comes back to your point where it's like they tried to get rid of the elves, but y'all yeah. gotta keep using their stuff. And it wasn't the Nam Yo Renge Kyo, no. It was not. No. Shout out to Tina Zan. <laughs> um <laughs> and then um Oh, he says it that it was an elven and then he starts to like recite what the um chant was. Mm-hmm. And then Gerald is hearing it and he's like basically like, Oh shit. So he gets up and then he starts drinking whatever that potion or elixir is. Yeah. The grass, whatever it's called. And then the commander asks uh Geralt, like, what can I do? And Geralt says, Nothing unless you can keep a string of well, he said keep a string out of his fucking crib. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said keep a keep a string out of her crypt until the rooster uh crows three fucking times. He said the word fucking in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Geralt's like, Oh shit. So basically, because of the way that everything was done, right? Gerald's gonna have to pull an all nighter. So obviously, the plan is he's gonna have to be able to keep this striga the same way that he did it. In order to curse him, he's gonna have to do the same thing basically to reverse it. Yeah. But he has to keep the striga out of her crypt, right? In order to break the curse, hmm. it was funny. Um, and so I had to look it up because I wanted to know like what Gerald keeps drinking. To make himself look like that. Yeah. So this is also on um, characterprofile.fandom.com. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, actually, no, it's not. That's a lie. So I tried looking this up and I couldn't find anything. Okay. Because people were like naming different types of potions and stuff. Yeah. But nobody knew exactly, I guess, what he was using in the show itself. So I'm assuming it's obviously like different from reading the books or playing the game because it might tell you. In a sense, but you know, for somebody who doesn't really know about a lot of that stuff, it's just like, okay, I don't know what it is. But no, I did try to find it, and I do not know what it's called. So that's a lie. It's actually not on uh, fandom.com. Um, and so then we move on, and then we see this stylist or artist, whatever he is, I don't know his name. He starts uh, preparing to perform the procedure on Yennefer. She's naked and strapped to a chair. Um, and she asks him to leave her eyes which her eyes are pretty and she wants him to leave the scars on her arm so I'm assuming she wants that there as a reminder of who she was yeah because that's from when she cut herself on that initial glass yeah or whatever in the room Um, and then he tells her that there's a cost to creation so he says to be reborn she loses basically like her right to bear a child so um, he asked her, does she understand? She says she, understand, she understands, which I guess. <laughs> um, and so then we move on. So it switches back over to the castle. And then here's where it starts to get creepy because we see the crypt open and then this striga comes out. <laughs> and Gerald is standing there waiting for it. And then this commander, Gerald left him tied to the bed on purpose, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's still tied to the bed and he's crying for help. Um, and he says something about like, can you help a man out or something like that? Not like in those words. The girl, <laughs> <laughs> the girl basically says like, uh, you're not a man. Uh, and he walks out and leaves him in the room. And so this guy's in there. He's trying to escape or whatever. This Striga comes and finds this commander guy in the room. So basically he's still trying to like plead for his life. So he tells the Striga, he asks the Striga to forgive him and says that it's, once again, it's Fultz's fault, so he's still not taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. 
um, and that he loved her mother. So the Striga uh, still kills him basically like while he's tied to the bed. So I'm assuming like the way his body was hanging, she ate his heart and liver. Right. That's her thing? That's what I figured, yeah. Okay. Um, and then, <laughs> and then um, after she does that, then we get a full picture of this thing. Mm. I mean, this is like some predator type stuff, like mm. alien versus predator stuff. Nasty, sexy. It's very nasty. She has like an umbilical cord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hanging. I'm thinking. I don't know if that's a tail or if it's hanging from her stomach. What I think, think it's an umbilical cord. I can I think it's just to kind of like uh, highlight. She has long hair, but she's bald headed. <laughs> like make hair that make sense. Hair coming out in the front, but she got hair in the back. So she, it's uh, what is it? Something in the front and party in the back. Ah, uh, mullet. <laughs> but she doesn't have enough hair at the top, though. <laughs> and then she has, like, these nasty teeth and these eyes. And she's tall and lanky because her arms are really long, too. Yeah. It just looks really, really nasty. Just nasty. Um, I watched it the second time, and I was just as scared the second time as I was the first. <laughs> Um, so then Geralt basically he's walking in the hallway, comes face to face with it and he's carrying this chain. So then he like throws the chain and it wraps around her and it, uh, but the Striga breaks free and Geralt realizes that it won't work and he basically is like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) So when he wraps the chain around, I don't know if you remember, the chain is burning Mm -hmm. like her skin. Yeah. So was there some kind of like enchantment or potion on it? I believe so. I thought that. I felt like he thought that it would hold the Striga. I don't know why. She broke out of that like really, really quick. Oh, it was nothing. It was nothing. She felt that burn. It was like, mm-mm. <laughs> um, and so, obviously, like, the fight began. So, this scene, these scenes are being intertwined with the scenes of Yennefer going through her transformation, too. Right. I think they did that on purpose. Why do you think that? I'm going to tell you why when I get to a certain part. All right. Um, so, uh, obviously, like, as they're fighting, at one point, the Striga gains control. And then he starts using his powers to knock, uh, the Striga to the floor. So, this is what's on the fandom.com. So, I wanted to see, like, what his powers were. And his powers are called signs. So, it's like, let me get over to this website real quick. Because <laughs> I was excited about this. I was like, I need to know. Because he did it before in another episode. Like, we see him sometimes use his hands to do stuff. Yeah. So, again, this is characterprofile.fandom.com. And it says that witchers can use quick minor spells through the use of signs. And it says Geralt is rather adept at the practice. So I'm assuming what he used in this scene, I'm going to read the description. It's called Aird. So it's A-A-R-D. Okay. I guess that's how it's pronounced. So what this is, I don't know, do you remember the scene where he did it? Where he broke the... He kind of like shot something at her? Yeah. So it says it's a telekinetic wave that can stun or knock down enemies and destroy weak obstacles like crumbling walls or barrels, I guess. Uh, It says it can also be used to create a telekinetic wave all around the user, giving them some breathing room. can be used in focused waves to disarm opponents or more powerful ones to move large amounts of stone rubble out of the way and send opponents flying. So I think that's kind of like when he used on her, like mm-hmm. when he was in the hallway, because he yeah. was like, I need you to back up off me because I need to like regenerate myself. And yeah. Well, not regenerate, but I need to Have some get my foot back, yeah. basically. So yeah, I looked that up. I was pretty excited about that. It's <laughs> like, oh, because it's called signs because he's using his hands. Um, and then 
we get back to Yennefer and we watch her uterus being taken out and being burned. And then he continues on the process from there. <clears throat> I'm not going to go through the entire process of like what happened to Yennefer because it's a lot. She's like going through a lot. So you'd have to obviously like watch to see like everything. Um, and then we see like as they're fighting, they get to like a certain area and then Geralt basically like places like a force field. So he uses his hands again. So he uses like, I guess one of his signs. Yeah. <laughs> I know what they are now. Um, so he basically puts like this force field on the door so that the streak can't run out. So of course, again, his goal is to make sure that this thing does not get back into the crypt. So he has to do everything that he can to keep her from getting back over there. Right. So um, we get back to... Oh, the Striga tries to uh, leave, and she runs right into the force field, and she starts freaking out. (laughs) I mean, this thing can jump off walls. (laughs) She's slobbing on him. She's, like, clawing and biting at him. It's nasty. I wonder how whoever this creator is. I need to look up his name. How did he come up with these nasty monsters? I mean, it's just nasty. <laughs> um, it is. And then so uh, at the same time, of course, we see Jennifer's procedure and it's becoming painful. And she breaks her chains and she leaves. Like she's getting up like out the chair because I guess she's like in pain or whatever. Yeah. Then we sw- switch back over to Geralt. And he notices that the sun is rising and so does the Striga. So, <laughs> so she starts gunning for the door <laughs> so she can get back to the crib. So then Gerald also starts running with her. He's able to, like, knock her to the side. Yeah. <laughs> when I tell you, she started gunning. Yeah. You need to rewatch it. When she starts gunning for the door, she's oh, like, oh, shit, the sun's coming up. I need to get back in my crib. It crib's. reminds me of, like, when like me and my one of my sisters would, like, be running to something, <laughs> like, pull the other person back. Yeah. Except he knocked her a lot harder, yeah. obviously. Um, so, of course, I'm not detailing, like, the whole fight scenes. Right. I mean. Um, and then uh, Geralt, basically, he knocks her out the way. So he's able to crawl into the crypt. And he closes it and seals it with his powers. Using his signs. Because <laughs> I know what they are now. Um, and then we see Yennefer's process is finishing up as well. So we see her back and stuff, like, being all stitched up. And she getting what she wants. Um, and then uh, after it's all over, because this thing is on top of the crypt. She's, like, beating on top of the crypt, like, trying to get in. Yeah, because the girl is inside now. Yeah. The screens on this thing is very nasty. Oh, there was a part. <laughs> there was a part where he was, like, hitting her upside. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's, like, hitting her upside the head with something. Yeah. And her screams. <laughs> <laughs> I find some stuff like funny, weird stuff. And he's like beating her. Like every time he hits her, like a scream comes out. Yeah, I'll probably have to rewatch it again. I'm going to show you after yeah. this. <laughs> um, where, was, where was that? Oh, and so then um, Geralt comes out of the crypt and he sees this girl lying on the ground. Mm. Um, and then Geralt tries to touch her and she claws him in the neck with that. Her hand is still like. In its form, yeah, uh, a, a manicure. Oh yeah, and then she uh, she fights him, and then he bites her, and she retreats. So he bit her on the neck, so she could like get up off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gerald is bleeding really bad, and then he passes out. So okay, um, here's why I said like I felt like they did that with a purpose. So after Jennifer went through her entire process, and then the Striga went through her entire process, uh-huh. they were laying on the floor in the same position. Oh, okay. 
So is it like both of these women coming out of their monster forms? Mm, yeah, I would say that. That's a good one. I know. I was thinking that I was, when I was watching, I was like, they're laying in the same position. So they must have done these scene by scenes. Both of them going through, let me not say monster forms, coming through their transformations, I guess you could right. say. Um, so I'm assuming that's why they did that like side by side. So then here's my question. Do you remember what the girl looked like? Not really. So she said this, the killing started six years ago. She looked pretty old. She looked grown. Yeah. So either Striga's grow at an amazing <laughs> rate. Yeah. Or they have some explaining to do as to why this girl looked much older than six years old. Yeah. That's why I said. Like, I didn't want to, like, see anything at first because like, we hadn't got to this point. Because yeah. um, I was a little confused. I'm like... I mean, I know she's a creature, so I'm assuming maybe that they grow at a certain rate or something. Because other than that, she looks grown. But they're calling her a girl. Yeah. I don't know. They would have to, like, explain uh, that. I don't know. And then maybe it was just maybe um, uh I didn't see it correctly, but was her claw stuck in his neck or was that his jacket? You know what? I thought she stabbed him in the neck and it, I thought it was something still there. Okay. But, yeah, I will have to watch it again, but yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it was his jacket was, like, shredded and that's why it looks like that or if her claw, but then she wouldn't have a hand. <laughs> right? But she had a hand. She, her nails and stuff were still grown out, like. So then I'm assuming maybe it was his clothing was shredded or something. Probably so. Thing like that. Okay. Um, so then we get back to the event where everybody's like dancing and talking, and then Jennifer walks in and excuse my language, her bad bitch mode because she is no longer a hunchback. Mm. And this guy has styled her to a T. Mm. Hair done, makeup done. She mm. has on a cute dress. She walks mm. in basically like she owns the room. Oh, you fancy, huh? She's very fancy. She went she and got dimed so out. So basically what Yennefer did in this scene is like, okay, you're telling me I'm going to one place, but I'm going to show you how I'm going to do this. So she walks up to the King of Adern, which is where she was originally supposed to go. Um, he actually noticed her like when she walked in the room. Everybody like stopped and stared because they like, this is Yennefer. Istrid, uh, at a point, obviously like notices when she walks in. Mm. Because he said some pretty nasty things to her when she left. And she came back and was like, what you got to say now? Yeah. Um, so she introduces herself to the king. And then to say it apologizes to the king and then offers to lead, like, Yennefer away. Um, and he tells her that he's actually in the market for a mage. And then they start dancing all in front of Frangilla. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Frangilla gets upset and she leaves the room. Take out a shine. I know. I felt bad for Frangilla, but she... She doesn't appear to be very confident, but whatever. They still don't have to disrespect this woman in her face, like, right in her face like that. Um, and then we see uh, Triss, who is taking care of Geralt, because obviously from the fight and him getting stabbed in his neck. Um, and then she, uh, he while he's healing or whatever, he's calling out for Renfrey. And then he fully wakes up. Um, she notices that his scars healed fairly quickly, which is one of his powers. Yeah. He can heal. Old school Wolverine skills. Ish. That's, I mean, yeah, I could see that. Who do you think will win between him and, uh... Wolverine. 
Why Wolverine? <laughs> Do I have to explain? They're both mutants. But Wolverine is like, he's not. No. Come on. I'm going to have to go with Geralt. Come on. Come on. Why? Okay, I need you to tell me why it's Wolverine. It's Wolverine. Why? You keep telling me that, but why? It's Wolverine. Am I supposed to just agree? <laughs> you should know. Why is it Wolverine? It's Wolverine. I mean, but Geralt can do so much more. Can, can he? He can. We were talking about it. He can do a lot, but it's Wolverine. So Wolverine has these things coming out of his hand, but Geralt is a swordsman. Wolverine has swords coming out of his knuckles. What does that mean? He's Wolverine. I think you just like Wolverine, and so you keep saying it's Wolverine because you want... Oh, he's not my favorite X-Man, as I said, you know. I said you like Wolverine. But in this battle, it's Wolverine. I'm not taking Wolverine off Geralt. And that's fine. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. And the only reason why I say that is because I feel like Geralt's skills are way more than Wolverine and I love Wolverine Wolverine is angry all the time he can fight he doesn't think with a clear head a lot either so you have to take that into account Gerald assesses things before he starts doing stuff Wolverine can be a high head a lot of the times I mean he got them animantum claws which is cool and he can heal which is cool um but he can also I don't know if people have seen the movie. He can also die. Oh, no. Gerald's been around for, like, how long? Gerald can die as well. Can he? They already killed the Witcher. We just got through talking about it. Oh, see, now why are you bring it up? <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to, so, long story short, I'm going to roll with Gerald. You can roll Wolverine. And that's fine. I feel like we need to find somebody to ask this question. Should I ask the, should I ask yeah. my friend? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to ask him. Yeah. Where do we leave off at? I don't know. This nonsense started. <laughs> oh. <laughs> where the part where she notices that his scars. <laughs> Why is it nonsense? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the part where she notices that his scars started healing quickly. Um, he asked, like, where the princess is, and she was sent to live with the sisters of. Masumpton. Malittle? Matelli? Motelli? Motelli? Militelli. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the live somewhere for a while. Um, so she can get herself readjusted. Or adjusted to life. Not readjusted because she was never fully into it. Um, she says that Foltis issued a statement saying that Lord Ostrid, which is the commander guy. Yeah. That's his name. Um, he gave his life to kill the Vakudlak. So basically they're lying again. Yeah. They're saying it's one creature when it was another. And they're saying that he's the one that killed it when Geralt actually killed the Striga. But yeah. whatever. He's still trying to hide stuff. Um, and then, so, Geralt says, basically, like, I need my money. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's cool. Ghost rider, ghost killer. Right. Um, so he can go and, you know, get Roach back. Because he left him for collateral. Um, she asked him then, like, who Renfrey is. She said he called her name, like, over and over again, like, while he was healing and going through all of that. Yeah. Um, and basically, like, he ignores her and asks for his money. <laughs> like, where's my money? Um, and then they talk a bit more. Um, not gonna get into, like, all of that, but, um, when he gets his coin in the, 
uh, sack or whatever it is that he gets back, the brooch that he gave to the king is actually in there. So I guess the king gave it back to him. Yeah. Um, and then so at some point we get to see Siri in the woods. She's looking around. I'm assuming she was sleeping on the ground. She hears voices whispering and she turns and starts walking towards the trees. So Dara, who was with her, wakes up and notices she's um, like gone. So he starts running off, calling her name, and he's looking for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so as he's running and looking for her, an arrow flies out of nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. And so uh, he sees, like, there's a battlefield, like, full of uh, dead bodies. And then he gets hit with an arrow. And she keeps walking um, because her voice is calling her name. And that's, like, where the... The whole thing ends. It seems like she was under a trance or something. Wait. She had to be because he got shot with an arrow and he's like screaming in pain and she just kept going. Yeah, and I don't know if like the way it seemed like the voice kind of picked because like I don't know if it was a battlefield or is it other people that tried to walk that way and got hit and died. It looks like a battlefield. Okay. But. um, just not sure like from what though. So, yeah, that's where it ended. Siri walking into the more trees. <laughs> <laughs> and that was episode three, Betrayer Moon. Bam. Did you have so, any thoughts on the episode? Like, uh, just, like, overall? I think it was a pretty uh, good episode. Mm-hmm. I think it was a lot of action in it. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of uh, backstory. Mm-hmm. What, I'll, what, what I'll try to do, hopefully I'll try to have it done. I'm not going to make any promises. Mm-hmm. But the way that things are sequenced on here, I'll try to put it in a way that you maybe would want to watch the episodes, if that makes sense. Because I don't know that you really do that. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because they're, they're explaining the story in a certain way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Because they're going back, and then they, you know, but they're really just showing that mm-hmm. uh, Geralt and uh, Yennefer and all these characters have been living for a while, mm-hmm. if you pay attention to the details. And everybody's stories at different points cross right. and, like, all this other stuff. So, I don't really have a problem with the way that they're doing things, but I can see how it can be confusing. I wish they had, would have some, like, prefix <clears throat> a little bit to let you know. Like dates? Yeah. That would make sense. A little bit. Just something. Because yeah. you kind of, you have to kind of, ca- like, you have to catch yourself, like, 10, 15 minutes and, like, oh, this isn't after the last <sighs> or episode. Or do they want you to think? I mean... When you brought up the whole, the King Fultis and his sister, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention and to that. And at a point where, like, you had the, <clears throat> sorry, the Brotherhood sitting together. I think it's the Brotherhood. I don't know if they're called the Brotherhood or some kind of organization. I don't know. Um, they're sitting together, and they're talking about Princess Calanthe, uh, who is the queen when this show, the first yeah. episode. But then we see that these people obviously have been around for a long time because she's a kid at this point. Yeah. So it's like you kind of have to pay attention to certain details and stuff like in the episodes. Yeah. Otherwise, you may be like super confused. Right. Which is, I can get because they're not giving you timestamps on stuff. The timestamps is listening to these conversations basically. Right. And paying attention and like listen for those little pieces. Mm-hmm. Like Foltis quit messing with you. So it's little stuff like that that you're like, oh, okay. But then even at that time, you're seeing all these different storylines going. It still can be three different time frames. Right. That's the thing. So I can see why it's confusing. So you really have to, this is one of those things that you have to watch maybe multiple times if yeah. you're really into it, just to kind of catch the story. 
And I'm sure there, I mean, besides us doing this podcast, I'm sure there are plenty of people who have articles and stuff out there about it, Mm -hmm. or probably even YouTube videos or something like that. Yeah. People who may know a bit more than we do. The thing with me is I don't have a problem with watching and learning about new things, because that's how I get excited about stuff, especially if it's something that I don't know but appears to be interesting to me. If I go and I start looking to all this stuff, and I see all these things like, I was excited to learn it's called science. Yeah. Because I didn't know what it was because we had seen him do it before. But obviously, like, we didn't know what it was. So, I mean, I don't mind doing that. Some people need to, like, know everything, like, when it's a new series. Otherwise, like, they're not going to like it. But everything isn't always, like, spelled out. Yeah. <clears throat> For you, sometimes it's okay to, like, go and look everything up. But that's the day and age that we live in. So, whatever. So, yeah. Good episode mm-hmm. and good episode. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add? Um, I like the episode overall. Of course, my favorite parts are always like the action scenes or I like a lot of, uh, Geralt's dialogue with people only because I feel like he doesn't bullshit with people. Yeah. Um, there were some parts that were slow for me that I could have done without, um, like that scene with the brotherhood. I didn't really care for it, but it did give us like a timestamp on stuff in Mm -hmm. a sense. Um, but overall I thought it was a pretty cool episode. I liked it. Mm -hmm. I think with the Striga is so nasty. Striga, Striga was... Very nasty. Yeah. I was surprised. I mean, it looked kind of like Pumpkinhead-ish or like Alien versus Predator-ish. It looked like a bug that's like surviving everything you're throwing at it. A cockroach. Cockroach raid. It's like, nah, that ain't working today. <laughs> Hot yeah. grease, that ain't working today. But yeah, overall, I mean, I enjoyed it, but that's pretty much it. Okay. So, that concludes this episode. Mm-hmm. And then we will be back uh, next week with episode four, and it's called A Banquet's Bastards and Burials. Mm, the bees. Triple B. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Thank you. All right. <laughs>